Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, also online for you, WRQK.com. Joined every morning and all show long by Matthew Fantone. Buddy, how are you? I'm right back at it again, dude. I uh, I feel like that was a well-needed long weekend that we took right there, yeah. and uh, here we are. Yeah, I... Uh so Rock on the Range was over the weekend. Yes, it was. And you attended. Yes, I did. And I did not. You did not. We both had tickets. Yeah, we did. And uh, yeah, I made the decision not to go. So let me ask you, how was Metallica Sunday night? All right. So here's what happened Sunday night. Oh, we, no. uh, we went down there Sunday and uh, watched Primus, watched Pretty Reckless. And we're standing oh, there. Primus. Oh, Primus was awesome. They're always good, dude. And if anything, I'm going to say about Primus, though, is it sucked a little bit because it was a festival show and it was just like boom, 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 like get up there, get done. A lot of like the. Not a lot of B-sides, right? Not a lot of showmanship either. It was just kind of like the three of them up there playing their songs together. When usually at a Primus show, you expect there to be like, I don't know. like They're weird and like, yeah, longer versions. And, and Les is dressed up like Willy Wonka or something yeah. like that. And it just wasn't that show. But dude, I mean, I'm a big Primus fan. So yeah, that- when I saw, I mean, he was just in like, I, I mean, I saw photos. He was in just like a, like, like a standard button-down shirt and a pair of like black rock jeans. And I was like, oh. Yeah, it was a little bit like, oh. But I mean, it was still, they sounded awesome. Uh, the Pretty Rock. Um, my girlfriend's a big fan of them. Oh, God. Um, yeah, she loves them, dude. What do you want me to say? Yeah, well, that's who they're for. Right, right. That's they're- who they're for. That's what that. But that was my problem with the Pretty Reckless is that they kept being shoved down the rock throat, and I was like, no. So, so uh, the chick from the Pretty Reckless did a really. What do I want to say? It was a, it was a moving uh, Chris Cornell tribute. She played uh, "I Am the Highway," and that was really cool. Okay, see now that's a good song pick for her. Yeah, it, it sounded right. Not trying to reach for like a, you know something that's like out. Side of her realm. And Pretty Reckless played the the show with Soundgarden, the last show of Soundgarden, yeah. the last show of Chris Cornell's life there. So I, I, you know, you could tell it was an emotional moment for her. Um, but so I'm sure she's tied to that forever. So we're sitting there, and 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 it's you know the rain's all right. There's a little bit of weather coming through, and we're standing there watching Amon Marth. And oh, how dude, good is Amon I told you, so I've been screaming about Amon Marth for years. So good, dude. They're I, so and, good. Um, you know, and so we're standing there, and it starts drizzling a little bit harder, and I'm like, oh. And my girlfriend pulls up her phone, and she's like, "Babe, look at these storms rolling through." And it's probably like 6.30, 7 o'clock. And I'm like, did you bitch out? Oh, we totally bitched out, dude. Because you looked at the weather, and it was just like these storms rolling through. The Cavaliers were going to play later that night. And I'm like, dude, let's just go. I want to watch the Cavs game. I don't want to stand Saw here. Saw Primus, you who you like more right. than Metallica anyway. Right. That was the number one band I wanted to see. The number one band my girlfriend wanted to see. Pretty reckless. So, so we were like, okay. Fit, let's feel like you got what you needed. Concert tickets for free. So I was like, okay, let's just call it a wash, and let's you know, let, let's, let's, let's go home uh. there. Um, uh, obviously, uh, you know, the Cavaliers game ended the way that it did. The Metallica show ended the way it did. And I was kind of like, dude, maybe I should have stayed and watched Metallica. Uh, but no, dude, it was, it was awesome. It really was. It was, it was, you know, uh, rock on the range is something to go to every year. The only person I spoke to about the Metallica show was a buddy of mine who's actually two years older than me. And he's been to like a million things too. And he's like, got a cool, like industry type job. And so he's a little jaded to shows and he was like, Metallica sucks. And I was like, all right. (laughs) So I was like, they were probably pretty good. You know what I mean? They were probably pretty good. I, um, I had regretted it, but I, you know, there, you know, there was the evacuation of the stadium on Friday when I heard that Friday and Saturday. Oh my God. Was it Saturday too? And so then, you know, I had been looking at like the radar 
And I was like, ah, you know, it's a two hour ride and like all this. And then somebody hit me up with one of those. Oh, my God, my boyfriend's little brother is this or like one of those type of things that like, you know, somebody's sick or. And so like it'd be so cool if you, you know, could make anything happen. And I was like, well, I actually have a pair of tickets to this. So I gave them to somebody else. But I will say this. I I, like I did no legwork to make sure somebody was telling me the truth or whatever. (laughs) I did. I didn't. Yeah. So I'm not even going to tell you what the story is. This that. I don't know about the little brother. For all I know, he could be just fine. Probably, you know was, what I mean. Yeah. It probably, it probably, I probably totally just got hustled. But I did. I used it as an excuse of, well, now you know, now I can be like, well, I did something good. I like how I like how when it comes to all terminal illnesses and things of that nature, like concert tickets are the prescription. <laughs> like people always hit us up, like, oh, yo, dude, hey, my 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 uh, wife dying of cancer. Can you help her here? And I'm like, well, is this really gonna help her, or yeah, do you just like, want free concert tickets? It's like the Make a Wish Foundation on a local level. Well, right. I mean, it's a very similar thing. John Cena going to the hospital isn't going to cure that kid of the, you know, of disease. I don't know, dude. I feel like John Cena might. Dude. Yeah, I know. I like you feel like might. that. That's because you're an idiot. <laughs> Man, so you do. We both bitched out. Yeah, a little bit there. A little bit. Oh, Which, my God. What do I want to say? I'm old. You're old. Standing at a concert for Tina, three consecutive start, start, days. Start, start yelling things at me. For three consecutive days. That was the thing I said, too, is I stood there and, and we were watching bands. I'm like, I couldn't do three days of this, dude. What, what, what would I be doing for three days? A couple like, of just, listeners hit me up on Friday. They were like, hey, man, we have a camp. You know, We're, we're all going to be camping out. You're totally welcome to stay. I was like, no. Guys, I love you. I do. I love you. But three days of like a fireball jug being passed around. Right, sweaty and, dudes and oh, no deodorant. Like, oh. No, dude. Like, I'm telling you, no, I, I'm with you. I would totally go down three days. If, if I did it right, like if I would have called a hotel a year ago or whatever, and it wasn't going to cost me like $300 right. a night, and you know, and had I done it, that whole thing, I could totally do three days of that as long as like there's a best Western involved. I um I couldn't I you know obviously it's a ton of people and and but like the thing that always kind of like boggles my mind is like well I got the tickets for free and like eh, I just came down for one day I'm like how many people here blew their tax return like how many people here was this like the Christmas present and then Chris for Cornell everyone? dies right and they, right. and they evacuate the you know the stadium a couple of times right so I just I feel like it's just such a uh, it's such a huge investment. I mean, I think three day passes are like three fifty or something like that, four hundred bucks. You throw hotels on top of that. You throw eating out all weekend on top of that, and that's easily a fifteen hundred dollar like vacation over three days in Columbus to go watch Papa Roach or something. Like I'm just like, damn, dude, people love rock and roll. Like you put, you know, you put them all together there. People, people love rock and roll. Yeah, they. Uh, y- y- but that's just it. You need nine thousand bands, right? You, you, you do. I'm so happy you saw Monomarth. I'm so, dude, I've seen those guys. I've worked their yeah, shows awesome. and they are so very good, very underrated. I'm so happy you got to see that. I, uh, all right. Well, now, I mean, I kind of wish, I don't know. I kind of wish I would have went. Well, dude, no time machine in life. Watch the videos online. They're there. I mean, that's the other thing. Access TV's there all weekend. <laughs> you know what I mean? That whole thing. It's like you don't, you don't miss anything anymore. You know what I mean? Everything's available to you. Do you uh do you have any other stories over the course of the weekend? Anything else happening? Uh, dude, somebody on, put a nice size dent in my car. What the hell happened there? I saw that on social media. I uh yeah. So here's the thing. I don't think it was like I parked at the store and somebody hit it. I think right. it's somebody I know. Uh, and um yeah. So so yeah. I don't really want to tell the story because it's going to put me in an awkward situation with friends. Right. Um. But yeah, I'm sure that happened. But the good news for me is is I know exactly where to go. Where's that? North Canton Collision, buddy. Nice. Bigger than a, been in a collision, bigger small. They'll take care. 
estimates. Nice. Yeah, I actually am going to call those guys probably tomorrow and be like, hey, man, can I swing by and, you know, at least get an estimate of what this is going to be? And so, like, that kind of sucked. Um, uh, you know, Thursday, dude, my weekend started great. Thursday night, we were off Friday, too. Yeah. And so, like, my, my weekend started fantastic. Thursday night was fantastic. Like, really good. And then from there, honestly, it just kind of went progressively downhill. I didn't play as much golf as I would have liked. Um, yeah, the, the car got hit. I ended up not going to rock on the range. Tough weekend. For yeah, no, it was buddy. honestly, it was a little, not that you ever like, dude, get me back to the office, but it was like, you know, if I don't have to do that stretch of days any, you know, ever again, I'd be totally fine with that. I did, however, okay. I have, however, been consumed with a, you know how like a fad comes out of nowhere yeah. and you're like, why is, remember like Pokemon Go? Sure. It was like a fad came out of nowhere, right? And, and then everybody you knew was doing that. I've been sucked into like the latest fad. I sort of feel like an idiot, but I'm also very grateful for it. And I'll tell you what that is next on the Stansberry Show. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. You know, I buried the lead. I forgot since it's, you know, our first day of the week back. We were off yesterday that it's, in fact, Tuesday. So yeah. it makes it Neuter Tuesday. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. Today you're getting new Katy Perry featuring Nicki Minaj. New Chris Jansen. And new Papa Roach, who was also at uh, Rock on the Range. Yeah, they were there. And I hear they did a pretty good job. Yeah, um, I uh, I was not there for the Papa Roach performance. I cannot speak one way or another. Also, locally, Erica Dawn has sent us another uh, track. Ah. That one's called Whiskey Kiss Me. A uh, little, uh, little New Turd Tuesday uh, second round for her there. Yeah. Yeah, second time around for her. She, um, I, I'll give her this. She gets a lot of, uh, she gets a lot of attention from like those, like internet, like uh, country radio stations. Like they all seem to love her. Mm. So there must be something going on there. So we'll find out with Whiskey Kiss Me. <laughs> you mean a bunch of dudes who got fired from radio, and you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna eliminate the middleman. I'll start a radio station in my basement. The entire world is my market. Is that what you're going to do? Is that is that what you're going to do? Okay. All right. I was trying to, you know, <laughs> let her live with it. I, you know what I mean? Fantone the Dream Dasher is just like, no, you shall have no happiness. I uh, I was working a T-Mobile remote once, and this chick kept looking at me and was like, hey, are you Fantone? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I'm Erica Dawn. And I'm like, oh, you work at T-Mobile, too. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of remotes, I was at Napa in Louisville over the weekend. Yeah, how'd that go? Throw a shout out to everybody in Louisville. Uh, honestly, dude, it was awesome. I mean, like, I went in there. Everybody's like, yo, dude, Phantom, love the show, love you. Dude, you want a cheeseburger? And I'm like, yeah, of course I want a cheeseburger at an event. So, uh, no, that was Louisville, cool. Louisville, awesome. Those words were pretty close together. And for me, it was. Those, those were pretty close together. There. I have been sucked in. To one of the, like the latest trends, okay, and I'm like all in. I'm a little concerned with you. What do you got going I, on? Uh, you know, every <laughs> once in a while, like these stupid things, like it, 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 they're like destined to be on VH1 shows. So, like okay. I love the '90s, or like it, it's you know what I mean, where it's like this was the big fad, and I've been sucked into this. I didn't really get into Pokemon Go, even though I am a little bit of a gamer. I didn't get really. I, I didn't really get into that. Are, are there still people playing Pokemon Go? I'm, you know, I, I don't have the answer to that. I don't see it. Although, how would I know? Really, I mean, people are on their phone. Although, you know, I mean, I, I, I have no idea. When it was a thing, I can you remember can tell, seeing yeah. it that people were doing it. Um, I was at, I can't remember where, somewhere in Maslin, and I think I was walking by like a Sprint store or something. Well, the, they won't start Pokemon Go until next year, Maslin. <laughs> like, the Sprint store. <laughs> that's gonna be next year. It, it, it said like an official Pokemon Go hotspot, and I'm like. <laughs> 
What? Why are you guys still like like using that? But I mean, if there's still people doing it, I guess. Who I, I know? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't do it when I did when it was a big thing. So, so there's fads, right? And I've been reading about this one, and I kept hearing about it, but they are, were apparently were sold out. And it's these right. fidget spinners. Okay. All right. Have you seen these things? Oh, it's course. like there's like three. Like, well, I have one right here in my pocket, and uh, yeah, you can hear it. It makes okay. noise. That's why I have it in my pocket because I don't want to be playing with it. But apparently, these were created for. Um, for kids in school with ADD to give them something to like, uh, like I, I guess to, to to calm them down. I don't really know like the, but here's like now like adults are now like playing with them. Yeah, I, I know nobody can can see this, but I'm making a very skeptical face as as, as we get into this. But okay. apparently that's what they were created for. Right, right. And now you can buy them in like the gas station. That's right. where I got mine. I actually got mine at a Bell store in Orville. And so like I was I was standing in line. I had a cup of coffee. And I, it was one of those things where you're like, kind of like just waiting for the people in front of you to wrap up. And I looked right. to my left and I saw one. I was like, oh my God, I had just been reading about how these have been sold out all over the place, right? They're sold out, sold out all over the place. And so I looked and I was like, well, how much is it? And I was like, this is, oh my God, this is so sad. It was like, it was only five bucks, right? Six essentially. Okay. And I was like, but on the package it says, also close in the dark. And at my oh. age, as an adult, I'm like, wait a minute, but there's more? And so, like, I'm like, all right, if it's only going to be that, whatever. I buy it, I open it, I actually Instagram it, and I was like, I don't get it. I don't see what all the rage is about. I don't understand it. And then, having now had it a few days, I totally understand it. I totally get it. And maybe I have ADD. Maybe I have. I mean, there's been, you know, people have, have suggested for plenty of years, like, hey, buddy, you might not, you know what I mean? There might be something going on here, right? And so I am full on addicted to this thing. I find myself like fidgeting with it or playing with it constantly, but I'm okay with it. I might not do it in public in front of other people. Like, I didn't even want to bring, honestly, did you, you and I saw each other over the weekend and yeah. I was, I was wondering if you noticed. No, I did not see it while we were, uh, while we crossed paths this we weekend. We crossed paths over the weekend and I had my, I had it with me and I was actually playing with it. I wasn't sure if you saw that or not. We were actually in this building. And so I'm not sure, like, I would feel judged, you know what I mean? Being a grown up sitting there messing around with it, but I'm perfectly happy w- with it. And it's done something for me that I, that I wanted very badly. And that's now it's just transference. It's no better, but I play with my phone so much less now, like so much less. Like while I'm sitting around watching TV, you know how like you don't watch TV anymore. You just kind of like glare at it and like you'd be like, I wish this show was better. Like that's kind of how we all watch TV now. Sort of how you're listening to this show right now. Damn it. I wish this was better. This could be better. We're thinking the same thing right now. (laughs) This could, this could be a lot better. Right. So, like, I find myself just flicking this thing different ways and playing it with it different ways. And, like, dude, look. It, <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. If you, if you, like, spin it like this and then, like, kind of move it like that, you feel the wind go through it. And I don't know. It just, it, I, find, I, I was watching TV the other day and I realized, oh, my God, I have not looked at my phone in an hour and a half. Like, that's a world record for me. To not look at my phone for an hour and a half during the day, during the middle of the day, that's just out of pure boredom. That's crazy. And if this will give me that, honestly, I'm going to take it as a win. Now, obviously, uh, you know. So quit making fun of me. Using your <laughs> using your hands for something, keeping your hands busy is going to keep you Love from. the waste. Well, right. It's going to keep you from your phone and it's going to keep you from your penis and the, when your hands Which are helps. occupied. Did not do that for me yesterday. I, but if, <laughs> idle but, hands, uh, playground of the devil is, I think, what they say there. So, 
I, I'll take that. Is but I think you could accomplish the same thing. You have a pen in your other hand if you were spinning the pen. Well, that all right. So I watched this thing on BuzzFeed. That's right. what got me into it. Like right, this guy was like all you know critical about him and had never played with it. And he he said he goes it. They're oddly satisfying. He goes just like tapping a pen is. And I was like, oh well, I do that. And like I think this would benefit you because you have one of these things. Like you're you're doing it right now. Oh, you yeah. cannot stop shaking your leg. No, dude, I'm a constant mover. Like I I, I can't. I don't know if it's too much caffeine with you or probably. what the thing. I think it's bit. probably part of it. Yeah, I think it's probably column A, column B there. But you, I mean, you your whole upper body is shaking back. <laughs> Right Look now, at Michael J. Fox because, over yeah, here. Because, <laughs> because of how you shake your leg, I think that one of these things could benefit you. But if it stops me from checking my phone every twenty seconds, I'm gonna live with this. Yeah, I mean, to me, what difference is it if I'm sitting there playing with something or if I'm shaking my leg? It's you know, neither one's detrimental to my life. So I really don't. Okay, but now oh, when no. it, when it comes to keeping your hands off of your phone. Okay, I will give you that. And like I said, though, I think you could accomplish the same thing if you had a pen in your hand. I think you could accomplish the same thing if you had any object. This is more satisfying somehow. Any any object in your hand for now because it's novel. Three weeks from yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. True. You, in you a know, month, I could be like, "Dude, give me the next thing." If you if, if, if you had if you had a slap bracelet right now, you could sit there, slap it, take it off, play with it. Boom, slap it, put it on. Oh, I didn't but, realize that's what that was for. But but for but I mean, but but neither of those things are truly for this 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 concept of like oh. Oh, well, it's going to help kids with HDD BS, dude. Now, are there kids out there that 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 have you know uh, uh, some sort of you know whether it's ADD or on the on the spectrum or something like that that could benefit from this? Of course, there are. There's no question about that. Okay, but those are going to be very you know specific cases. People who are just like, oh, my kid keeps acting bad in school, so I'm going to give him a fidget spinner, dude. It, that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I I tend to agree. I, I tend I I would tend to agree. I think it's probably going to be extreme cases where. It be beneficial. Now, you know, I, where this all started, before this was a fad, where this all started, there were these little things, and they were like dice. Like, it was like the size of a dice. It was like, and on each side, there was something different. You could, like, move a switch. You could move, like, there was, like, bumps on it. And if your kid has autism and found comfort in that, then God bless you, dude. Give it to him. And, and, and if Let and, him lay on the and, floor and get his hair cut. The whole world will love right. him. Right. Well, I mean, like, right. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. In, I get it. In situations like that. But this new, like, oh, my kid keeps acting bad in class, and Maybe I'll buy him an, uh, buy him a, a fidget spinner, and that's going to be the solution to his problems. See, that's what's crazy. ridiculous. And, and when we were growing up, this would have been considered a toy, and you don't bring toys well, in the classroom. Yes, yes, and 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 a kid with autism though would have been considered retarded, and it would have been like, oh, just live with your life, and that's what you have to do. So like, we've changed. We certainly have, and like, okay, so but but this this like, oh, it's 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 a it's a medical thing. It's the same, the exact same goddamn thing as people who want to bring service animals everywhere they go, where oh, it's like. That is Annoying. Where it's like, are are there veterans out there who are who who are who are comforted right by right. their dog or their or their ducks or whatever the hell they're taking care of? And should they be an exception if, to the case? Yeah, yes. But if everybody brings a dog into someplace right. sooner or later, it's it's now it, we're going to be like you can't do this anymore. And now people who legitimately need it are going to be hurt by people who were just like, oh, I just want to bring my dog, please. Because everyone wants to be the exception to the rule. I'm a dog everyone. person. I would want to bring my dog everywhere. I would look for an excuse to bring my dog everywhere if I could. So yeah, everybody wants to be. Oh no, why? Why can't I have it? So, because you don't have the criteria for this to be a thing. You're not dealing with PTSD. You don't get to bring your dog everywhere. You don't have autism. Therefore, you don't get to bring your toy into the classroom with you all the time. Here's the here. Here's what I wanted to know about this fidget spinner I bought. I'm very curious about this. As you and I are starting to plan vacation yeah. for over the summer, yeah. and I'm going to be taking some flights. I'm pretty sure I'm. Um, I have 
uh, you know, uh, pretty sure I figured out where I want to go. Am I going to be able to bring this on a plane? Am I going to be able to say to them on a plane? I mean, it's metal. I mean, it spins around. Technically, you could probably throw it at somebody. It kind of looks like a Chinese throwing star or whatever the hell those things would be called. That's probably not racially insensitive. <laughs> but sure. like, I, uh, you, know, you know what I mean? But like, am I, I, I don't think United's going to, dude, you're not even allowed to like say no, but what did you say in your seat? I, I mean, I'm sure, hell, dude, it's, it's plastic. And I mean, you could throw it's anything. metal in here. You, you that's throw, metal. Throw anything at anybody. I, I would think you'd be allowed to, but I'm, I'm not sure i mean i'm i'm sure at this point though the the you know the airline industry probably has to come up with a well if your fidget spinner is over this you know this amount of inches and this percentage of metal then dude what it's going to come down to is whether or not you actually have like whether or not you've been diagnosed so so instead of worrying about people with bombs and guns and and weapons onto the plane and making sure that the planes take off on time now the airlines have to worry about goddamn fidget spinners america we're the worst we are the worst, the worst, best country ever. <laughs> USA, USA. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. It's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up 9 o'clock, new tour Tuesday. You're getting new Katy Perry, new Chris Jansen, new Papa Roach, and uh, locally, new Erica Dawn. Her song called Whiskey Kiss Me. There you go. I'm sure that's going to taste good. Yeah. Drink some whiskey, make out with her. That's what she's asking for. You know, I constantly preach in here, and that's the right word, about not drinking and driving. Yeah. I just believe strongly. Seeing the error of uh, my previous ways, been turned around on. And I have another story here locally on why it's a good idea to avoid drinking and driving. As alcohol and or drugs are believed to have played a factor in a car crash that injured three teenagers over the weekend. It happened just before 1230 a.m. Saturday at Julian Vine, and a uh, 16-year-old passenger suffered serious injuries and was taken to Akron Children's Hospital. And then the 19-year-old driver uh, and the 18-year-old passenger were then taken to Altman with non-life-threatening injuries. And apparently what happened is driver drove left of center, then lost control of the car. The car went and then hit the corner of a driveway, apparently. And then they actually went airborne, and it flipped multiple times. So I'm guessing speed was also a factor here. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Um, you know, if you're lifting it by hitting a driveway, if you're lifting a car in the air and flipping it, right. my guess is we were seeing how fast we could go. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, if you're if you're going 25 miles per hour, that's not going to happen. I wouldn't least, think so. At least not nearly as likely. I wouldn't think so. So, yeah, that's uh, just another reason to avoid drinking and driving right there. You know, I, especially since this is a local story and I, I definitely don't mean to sound crass about this, but like. Tis the season, dude. You've got proms going on. Oh, You've yeah. got graduation parties. Memorial going Day's on. next week. End of summer or end yeah. of school year. End of so I mean, this really is the you know. And the, the thing is, I'm not trying to make it sound like teenagers aren't out there drinking the rest of the year because oh, yeah. they certainly are. Right. But this, this this is like hunger at Christmas time. Obviously, it's happening all year. But this is definitely a time where you really do, as a parent, have to you know have this conversation and it, it, at the very least you need to be on top of your kids about this of like you know whether it's you in the car whether it's you as the driver yeah I'm going to be pissed at you that you got drunk drunk at a party and there's going to be consequences to that more mad about you getting in the car or of, driving though of course dude of course I mean it, you know I kids just feel like they're indestructible they do and at that age you feel like you've got this independence and you feel like you've got the world by the balls and you know everything and, so and, true but you don't you, you're not, you're not so you, true. you don't know anything 
it's why at 16 you'll do 100 through a residential neighborhood, but at 40 you won't go on like a roller coaster. Right. You're right. Like, nope. Right. No, thank you. Absolutely. Same thing. That's uh, That was sad to hear about. There are yeah. charges pending against the 19-year-old driver of the car. Um, you're probably going to end up being, uh, I would imagine, charged with DUI and, uh, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And there's probably going to be a drug diversion court and that whole situation. Even if your kids are quote unquote good kids, you know, you got teenagers out there. This just has to be like the worst. Every time they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to go spend the night. And it's like, no, you're not. You're going out there to get drunk. You're probably going to be driving around, driving around ripping bongs and, and, it's and study group, beers. mom. No, it's not. No, it's, no, ne- it's, it's not. It's never study group ever. Well, I guess maybe no, no, it's not. Not even nerds, dude. You think nerds aren't getting aren't getting hammered and aren't, aren't dude? I mean, no, it's lines of Adderall now. Yeah, like it, that's exactly what's happening. They might study a little bit after that, but it, but it's also about getting together and doing all that. You're right. This is like the time of year yeah. where you got to just keep drilling it yeah. in your kids' heads. You know what? Thank God for Uber a little bit, right? right. I wonder if my parents would have been more confident about the, uh, about that or like m- m- more worried about strangers driving me around. Am I hooking my kid up with Uber? Yeah. Yeah, how do I how do I not? Because I could trust my kid, but I might not trust the kid who drove him to the party. I, you I, know what I mean? I wonder as an Uber driver, do you have a responsibility of a 16-year-old if you go up to a party, you go up to a house and there's a 16-year-old that's hammered drunk in your back seat, do you have a responsibility Ooh. to uh, I don't know. Do, oh, you, do I, you have to, do you have to call the cops about the house party? Like ah, uh, that feels out of out of their scope, but I don't know. Like do, you're right. Would you do you pick the kid up? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'd be interested to hear from Uber drivers. Uh, you know, it, 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 you know, if you do that, reach out. I, I'd be very interested. What, uh, what is it? One eight hundred two four three seven six two five. I believe is the number here. <laughs> God, is, sounds about right. Is, is that right? One eight hundred two four three seven six two five. You know, reach out. I'd be very interested to hear that. There has been another tragedy. At a uh, at a concert at a major venue, we'll get you all filled in next on the Stansbury on Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Nine o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new Katy Perry, new Chris Jansen, new Papa Roach, and also locally new Erica Dawn. Chris Jansen, that country artist, by the way, is yeah. uh, is the same guy that. Uh, that had a hit with Buy Me a Boat, and this one's called Fix a Drink. There it is. <laughs> so I'm willing, to bet, I'm willing to bet those are going to be very similar. And the Katy Perry uh, has got Nicki Minaj on it. Swish, swish the name of that. I'm very interested to hear that. I don't know all of the details on what's going on with the beef with uh, Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. I just know that there is one. I, okay. hear, I hear about it on Twitter. I, don't, I haven't cared enough to like read about it, but I just... Well, I like them both, and so I don't want them to be. I dude, that's a tour that should happen. Get them on the road together. Like you know, the, you always hear about guy ego, man's ego, male ego, male ego. I'll tell you what, ladies, put your ego aside and see the biggest tour in the world happen. How about that? Look at me fixing stuff. There it is. Look at me fixing stuff. So we've had another tragedy at a concert where apparently at the Ariana Grande show Mm -hmm. 22 people were killed in a suicide bomb attack and they're saying upwards of over 60 people there was an explosion at the manchester arena just before 10 35 and uh it's located in the northern english city of manchester has a capacity of uh 21,000 to a frame of reference that's about the queue that's Mm -hmm. right about what the queue is okay Uh, officials at the arena 
say that it took place outside the venue in a public space said to be a foyer near the box office. So not actually in where the concert itself was being performed. This was after she was already wrapped up, I believe. Yeah, everyone was walking out and, you know, kind of in that, you know, right where the box office is. Right. right. It's kind of what I was thinking, you know. And um, I did read this and I thought it to be very interesting and very smart. And um, I don't want to call it opportunistic because I think they were just trying to do the right thing, but it probably will get them a lot of good exposure for their brand. And that's Holiday Inn was just taking kids in who were separated from their parents and then like letting people know via social media, hey, we're taking kids who don't know where their parents right. are. If you lost your kid, maybe come here. Maybe we have your kid. What a great idea. I mean, Ariana Grande, definitely a pop artist. Therefore, the artist or the audience is going to skew a little bit younger. But she's, I feel like, even more young than like a Katy Perry show. Is that be. right? Yeah. I, I don't know that. Just based on her songs or I don't know, just a little bit more like more youthful. I feel like I, you'd have less adults there than than kids. Yeah, I could see, you know, the, the adults who were there were probably bringing kids to the right, show. That's right. probably what that was. And when I when I read that, I was like, how smart is it for Holiday Inn to be doing that? Like, way, that's just really, really yeah, smart. I, dude, I mean, you know, whether it's viewed as opportunistic or not, you have to step up in moments of peril like that. And Holiday Inn did the right thing. So I don't want to go all political. All right. Okay. Because, you know, their government's saying, let's not rush to pin this on anybody just yet. Don't speculate on what has happened here and who, you know, the attackers are and this and that. But I will admit that when I heard about this happening, the first thing I thought of, my first thought was not for the victims, was not for Ariana Grande and those people involved. It was, oh, my God, I wonder what Trump's going to tweet. Like, that was what I was like, oh, my God, what's the tweet going to be? And it turned out... That it wasn't even his tweet I needed. There's, I guess, a reporter who works for a news station, David Levitt's his name, tweeted out multiple confirmed fatalities at Manchester Arena. The last time I listened to Ariana Grande, I almost died too. <sighs> now, I thought about this for a little while this morning when I woke up. And... I I talk about how like the broadcasting industry has really changed since I've been in it, yeah. and that that's 100% true. I believe that since this was not local, and that when I started in the radio business, now we're an entertainment-based program, that when I started in the radio business, guys who do rock-type shows would have made similar jokes on the air. Again, I think people can tell you're joking, in tone versus reading it. And I've said that's what kind of makes Twitter so dangerous. And we have progressed as a society and people feel like, you know what, though, that's distasteful. Don't do that. But when I first started in this business, now this guy's a reporter, which makes it completely different. You're like, you shouldn't be doing that as if you work for an actual news organization, I do think it's different. I also think that the society is different today. Probably shouldn't be doing it at all. Like I would not make that joke on the air this morning. Okay, but when I first started in this business, the culture was very, very different, and I think I probably would have. Now, thinking about that, now that I'm, I've aged 20-some years, I'd be like, you know what, uh, the younger version of me, and when the industry was different, I may have done that, but, but it would not feel like the right thing for me to do today. Yeah, I mean, obviously, on a personal level, you kind of grow up and mature, and you don't necessarily find the same things funny or the same things appropriate. I mean, I, I, th I think that's commonplace. Um, 
I would not make this joke. I feel like this was over the line. I feel like, you know... I mean, 22 people did die. Well, right, but I mean... I, I mean, guess, that's... I, 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 guess, I guess at what point is it like, well, stop being so PC, bro. It's a, yeah. jo- it's a joke, not a D. Quit taking it so hard. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's definitely an argument for that. There's definitely, a, you know, if that's what your if that's what your take's going to be about things, then they kind of need to. You need to stay consistent. So, I, I, yeah, I guess at that level, there is no line. I mean, because if you feel like if you feel like terrorism, something to joke about, why not joke about cancer? Why not joke about like child molestation? Why not joke about like all these different things? I've always said. Now, we we had, we had a child in my family die at four months old. Okay, now I would find jokes about that distasteful but i've always said i would argue for somebody's right i would argue for a comic's right to stand on a stage and say something about that i would argue for their right to be able to do that i don't know if it's going to be funny ultimately at the end of the day but that's that's on the audience to figure that out but like i I, so i would just avoid that because of my personal connection Uh, to it obviously not okay for a comedian to go up on stage and joke about your brother's loss, right? He can't go up on stage and say, ha ha, look at the Stansberry family. They lost a baby. Again, that's to the, which again, which is what this reporter kind of did. He right. did. He brought it all the way to the doorstep of this. And again, he's a reporter, not an, an entertainer. It does make it different. And like I said, there's, I'm telling you, if I made that joke on the air this morning, my boss fires me. Now, when I got into the business, you might have been given a raise. You're like, oh my God, you got people all furious with you because that was like that was the rule of the game when I got in is make get people angry, stir the emotion, stir the pot, be that person. Now it's kind of more like, bro, the the it's like everybody's kind of like, let's figure out where we all are. And I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying maybe we're getting better as a society. I'm not even saying we're not. I'm saying it is different, but this guy, even if you work for a news station, even back then, had you done this, it's the wrong call. 9-11 jokes okay? I mean, like, what difference is that? They're across my line, 9-11 jokes, okay? But if a comic wanted to get up on stage now, removed, and wanted to make a joke about it, I'm probably not going to find it to be entertaining. But I'm not also going to say you can't do that. I would maybe, if it came up on, you know, on a subject on the show, I would say, yeah, ultimately, I, 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 you know, I probably wouldn't vote for that. I probably wouldn't say you should do that. But I, I'm not going to get so, so far bent out of shape the other way. But I thought that that was, honestly, I was like, man, I was like, that's pretty, and you hear this phrase a lot now, it's a big one. That was pretty tone deaf for 2017 out of that reporter, right? Yeah, I, like, I, dude, how did you not know? Like, the first thing I thought of is, like, don't make light of this. Your boss is going to fire you. Like, the moment I heard about Ariana Grande and this whole thing, I was like, you can't make fun of it. I was like, because your boss, not only that, it's not the right, it's not, dude, 22 people did die. It doesn't necessarily feel like, let me make this hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, there's always the argument of, well, you can find humor in any situation. Um, it doesn't mean you always have to share that. It doesn't mean you always have that. That has to be your thing. And when people are so desperate to be edgy, when people are so desperate to be like, dude, I'm cool. Oh, look at me. I'm, dude, I'm so badass. I'm so on PC. And you're going to, you're, dude, I mean, essentially insult 22 dead people. I don't know. It's over my line for sure. I, I mean, I, I, I will tell you something that I had done personally that could never fly in today's radio. We had gotten a hold of a 911 tape where somebody was like, I, I, I God, I can't even believe I, I'm willing to even chuckle about it now, who had been reporting somebody burning in a car, and it wasn't local. And so, like, we played the 911 call and then ran, like, Firestarter underneath it and then, like, picked, like, all the best fire songs. And we did it for, like, a half hour. And it was, like, one of the most requested best of segments we had in the entire run of that show. And today, if I did that, 
I'm telling you, you're getting walked right out the front door. And maybe rightfully so. The society changes. But Trump did respond to this. He has said something about it. it and, uh, and again, he didn't totally nail it. We have that. Let's take a listen. I extend my deepest condolences to those so terribly injured in this terrorist attack and to the many killed and the families, so many families of the victims. We stand in absolute solidarity with the people of the United Kingdom. So many young, beautiful, innocent people living and enjoying their lives murdered by evil losers in life. I won't call them monsters because they would like that term. They would think that's a great name. I will call them from now on losers because that's what they are. They're losers. Now, I can't necessarily dispute that, right? I feel like they're losers, too. But that doesn't necessarily drive this home well enough for me. Yeah, it feels like the unfinished. Yeah, it feels like the wrong word. I mean, it's almost too light. And I guess the terrorists would probably be like, "Seems like we won today, right? (laughs) Right?" I mean, what what is everybody talking about? Right. It just it felt it felt funny to me. It felt off. It felt like simplistic almost. Where it's like that's the right word. Simplistic is the right word. You know, in any other presidential run. I wouldn't have thought, I need to hear what the president had to say about the Ariana Grande thing. You know why? Because it would have been a very, like, this is what they say. Of course, he nailed it. Yeah. Like, of course, he nailed it. Right. It's gimme points. It's, like, right. It's, right. Like, you make your layups. How hard, right. How right. hard is it to come off sounding, like, you know what I mean? All you got to do is express, you know, uh, you know, sadness over it and, and you nail it. Like, but with him, I was like, I got to hear what he says. And it's because of this. I just, losers doesn't, it doesn't have enough. It, it's just not enough panache, especially with, you know, um, there's been so much uh, emphasis put on the words you use. And, you know, if you don't call them radical Islamic terrorists, you don't win the battle. And right. it's like some, some losers is what we're going to call them. We don't. Yeah, because we don't know where we are yet, yet with that. It's, still being, it's being treated as a terrorism. And it's not a stretch at all to think that that's what it was. I know there's some people who are like, oh, my God, you can't. You're an Islamophobe if you say that it's terrorist. No, I, it's not no, crazy to go it's there. Not, it's not at all, especially when they're saying they're considering it a terrorist, you know, uh, a terrorist case. Um, but losers just it didn't sound right to me. And no, it's it, it sound unfinished. You ever hear a song? and You're like, eh, it's not all the way there. That's how that statement landed for me. Your Cavaliers phantom back in action, fresh off of a loss. People People are freaking out, and I believe I'm on to something that nobody else is with LeBron James. We'll give you that next on the Stansbury Show. On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Still to come is New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. Northfield Park, new Katy Perry featuring Nicki Minaj, Swish Swish, new Chris Jansen, Fix a Drink, new Papa Roach, American Dreams, and then locally, Erica Dawn, Whiskey Kiss Me. You know, we have not talked about the Cleveland Cavaliers yet this morning. We have not. And uh, they lost a game the other night, and the world freaked out. LeBron James did not have his best game. I believe it was 11 points in the whole game, and the world freaked out. And 
everybody's all worried now because, oh my God, the Celtics didn't even have Isaiah Thomas and the Cavs can't beat them if LeBron doesn't have a good game. I'm not going to say LeBron told the guys, hey, let's go out and lose one. But I'm going to tell you, I don't think LeBron cares. And we all want sweep, 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 and then finals, right? That's what we, the fans, want. Yeah, it felt like a, uh, what do I want to say, a self-fulfilling prophecy that the Warriors and the Cavaliers would both sweep all the way to the finals. That'd be the first time in history that was going to happen. And I think everybody was just under the assumption of like, well, that's what's going to happen. And I don't, and, and, and I think LeBron looks at it differently. I think that that was a game, I think that was a night off. I think he was resting while playing. And I, I don't think he cares about sweeping the Celtics. And I think that he needs to build in things to keep him interested. And I think what happens here is now the narrative will change. Golden State will probably sweep their way to the finals. Already done. Last oh, night. is that right? Yeah. Did that yeah, happen yeah, yeah. last night? Last Did night. not see that last Already night. Done. Happened while I was asleep. And so they're now they're in. And so now he'll want the story to be that the Cavs stumbled. Can he do it? This and that. And at the end of the day, now I have said I think the Warriors probably win the title. I just think that they have too many weapons and we're going to have trouble defending. But I cannot rule LeBron James out because of, well, A, he's LeBron goddamn James. And basketball, more than any other sport, can be overtaken by one or two guys at a time. You get on a hot streak, next thing you know, you can win. Look at what happened last year. I think LeBron is capable of something like that. And I think he likes, we know he hears stuff that the media says. We know he hears it. And I think he'll use this now and then come back in the finals, beat the greatest team ever, and say to you, how many times are you guys going to doubt me? How many times are you going to do this? I think we want it all sweeps. Where I think he wants a little bit of this now. Where he likes, he needs the doubt. Um, yeah, he he definitely thrives on uh, other people's hate. He does. There's no question about it. Like he enjoys being the underdog. He enjoys being written off. I, there, there's no question that that who is who he is as a person. Um, so refilling kind of the the hater battery there, I guess, kind of getting recharged of like you know, nope, everyone's doubting me now. Everybody's against me now. I definitely think that that's if not if if nothing else the silver lining of Sunday night's loss. Um, I I don't like the idea of him deciding that like eh, I'm going to let this game slip away. If you have the capabilities to win that game, you need to win that and game. And they had the they were up 21 in the third. They had the capability, right? So I I don't like the idea of letting the foot off the gas. I don't know if I can solely put that on LeBron though, or the, or the team as a whole. There, um, I I'd, I'd much rather have you win the games. That's what that's what your job is. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, but I can't say you're crazy to think that. Now also the Warriors have swept, and now all you can talk about until the finals is the Cavs. If, Nobody's going to talk about the Warriors now. If not intentional, at least he knew that was a byproduct of a loss, was that it was going to kind of recharge that haterade that people have. For and him. he knows he's in no danger of losing the series, so what's yeah. it matter? Ben writes in, he says, million-dollar athletes need built-in motivation to win the playoffs. Yes, Ben, and I'll tell you why. Because much like you at your job, if your boss gave you, let's say even a, let, let's say it's a killer race. Let's say, Ben, you get a $50,000 race tomorrow right next year 
You've already made that 50 grand. You're right back to the employee you are today. Yeah. Welcome to being human beings. Yeah. You're making it too much about the money. And, and at the end of the day, them guys making millions of dollars is like you making 100 grand a year. It's, it's, you know what I mean? Once you make it, you've made it and you don't care. It's what they do. It's, yeah, it, it, right. It's, and, and yeah, I think that honestly, you can get, especially when you're going up against competition that you know can't beat you. We're not like can't beat you in the series. Can they win a game here and there? Yeah, obviously they did the other night. I guarantee you, you will see a very different LeBron James come out of uh, you know the locker room tonight. They will dominate and they will win. Yes, I'm going to definitely agree with you. Vegas agrees with you as well. I think is that right? I think they're 15 point favorites. Oh, so obviously wouldn't well, even bet it. But I, I think they were 16 point favorites in that in Game Three. There, is, but obviously Vegas feels like LeBron's going to come back. I think it's crazy to think otherwise. Um, I can't say I was shocked Sunday night. I was a little disappointed. Um, but once you embarrass a team like that, and they did, they embarrassed you know Boston on their home twice. floor twice in a row. Um, the only thing that no Bo- home team is one yet. The only thing that Boston has has left, and the only thing that they can do is to play tougher, to play harder, to to give it more. And they obviously did that on Sunday night. And that's not going to be the case in the series moving forward. I agree that Cleveland comes out and trounces them tonight. Um, I think it'll be ugly. And uh, you know, it's been ugly. Winning winning a, winning a series in five games that's okay. Like if you if that's not enough for you as a fan, if 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 this loss to Boston is like the reason you're. Checking Checking out and the reason, oh, I don't know, dude. I, I don't even know if I'm a Cavs fan. Well, good, dude. I mean, if that's then all you it weren't took, a really a Cavs right. fan. That's I mean, what Cavs fans are going to say. Then you weren't a Cavs fan. You know, obviously, Northeast Ohio sports has been through the ringer more than anywhere else on the face of of the planet, and you would just like to think that. You guys know how to bounce back. You know how to, as a fan base, to be like, okay, lost one, moving forward. You know, but everybody's so caught up on this, like, oh, I don't know, is this LeBron going to come out there and score eleven points again? No, there's he's also, not. There's also this. No, he won't. There's no way. There's also this. Everybody's talking about how boring the playoffs are. They're boring. They're boring. They're boring. So much so that Kevin Durant said the other night in the post game press conference, "If you don't like it, don't watch it." Which I'm telling you, the NBA is going to hate. The NBA is going to hate that. Going to hate that. You're what the second, probably second best player in the league, telling people don't watch it. Yeah, yeah. You don't want that message. Probably not a good look. So LeBron knows everything that's going on, right? Now all of a sudden, oh my God. It's been boring, 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 except for the series LeBron's in. That one's got a little bit, right? I mean, am I crazy? No, it's not a series. I, 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 I think Cleveland wins in five. Sure. But at least there's something to it now. now there's somebody talking there's about it. There's a reason it. to watch it there's, Yeah, there's ebb and flows of it. And I think LeBron knows all of that. I think it was resting inside of a game in which he played. And don't give me this. He's not as good as Michael because Michael never played bad games. Look it up for yourself. There were plenty of bad playoff games on Michael's part. I don't think that this is an indication. Indicative of of LeBron James not being the best basketball player on the planet because he only scored 11. We all know LeBron can go out and score 50 anytime he's ready, any damn time he's ready. I think you're going to see it tonight. More Sansbury show right around the corner. Hang on. Show on Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Still to come, nine o'clock. New Tur Tuesday, new Katy Perry, new Chris Jansen, new Papa Roach, and then locally new Erica Dawn. Whiskey Kiss Me. Part of that. Everybody knows. At least most people do. If you listen to the program, I'm a little bit of a fan of the bro country type stuff. Yeah, you are. Country music, I kind of like it. Actually, up right now for you in the Stansbury Show section of WRQK.com is Eric Church covering Soundgarden's Rusty Gage. Man, he do a good job with that. He did a killer job with it. Eric Church, even you who don't, like, you're not into the country thing at all. 
You kind of admit, well, you like, you don't like the bro country stuff. You don't like pop country. Right. You like real country is what, you know, people would say. Um, but even you will say that Eric Church is a little something in between those two things. He rides a fine line there. The guy um, knows what he's doing, makes songs that make money, but he also is able to kind of hold on to some sort of artistic complex, integrity. Right. Right. And, you know. There's still some artistry in what Eric Church does, and he covered uh, Soundgarden's Rusty Cage, and I thought it was amazing because I think it's... Look, I'm not knocking anybody, but I think it'd be easy for somebody to get up there. Not easy, but like Black Hole Sun or whatever. Like he kind of went, I don't want to say deep because Rusty Cage got played on the radio, but like a program director in today's day and age would say, Black Hole Sun's the hit. Play that. Well, what about Rusty Cage? Nobody knows it. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, look, people do, obviously. Weird place for a lot of artists this weekend where you want to pay appropriate tribute and you want to kind of, you know, give it, give a tip of the hat to Chris Cornell. Um, But you haven't been practicing, you know, audio slave songs. You haven't been doing Soundgarden songs. And if you screw it up. Right. That's the worst thing you can do. I mean, well, you know, well, worse than not doing anything. If, If anything, at the end, you just say, rest in peace, Chris Cornell, you know, gone too soon. And there, everyone's fine. But if you go up there and you try to play, you know, Rusty Cage and you, 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 F and you the whole thing up, up that's, a, that's a bad place to be as an artist. Eric Church covering Rusty Cage is very reminiscent to me, anyway, of when Johnny Cash did Nine Inch Nails Hurt. And just now talking about this, I just thought of this. Eric Church, honestly, releasing an EP of like him doing like the six best Chris Cornell songs. Uh, might actually be a good idea. Like that's an artist I think could do that. Church could do that. I don't think it'll be too long before we see the uh, the Chris Cornell tribute album. Just based on obviously a ton of artists felt like he was really influential, and they all had respect for his his range. And uh, suicide prevention is a very easy cause to get behind. A yeah. Very easy thing to do when it comes to like. You know, hey, we're raising money to bring awareness to suicide. It just makes sense. I'll tell you, another thing I I found very interesting is that he hung himself. I meant to talk about this on Thursday, but I totally thought that, you know, choking himself in J&O was an, op- it was an option for sure. Oh, God, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's totally what I thought, is that, well, you know, you're out on the road all the time, you're bored, you're married now, so you can't just bang whores. So it's like, dude, I have to come up with new and interesting ways to J.O. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I mean, he uh, apparently it was like like an exercise band that he had used. And look, not that there's like good ways to kill yourself. No. Okay? Nobody should be doing that. And there's no good way to do it. But there are ways that would be worse, I would think, for you to go through, and I think hanging would be one of them. That wouldn't be my option. Because, um, you know, people kept pointing back to the drugs, the Ativan, the Ativan, the Ativan. It's like, well, dude, then just double up on the Ativan and, like, ride it out. Um, I guess some people probably look at suicide as that quick release. I bet you other people probably look at it as one more time. One grand statement. Well, essentially to punish yourself or to kind of, you know, suffer more before you kick off. They uh, they say that they are ruling out homicide. The, the hotel room was locked from the inside. Uh, apparently, his personal security actually had to kick the door open, found him on the floor, blood coming from the mouth. I, you know, we're that show. We always say, I, I don't get overly sentimental about celebrity death, but I can't lie. I spent the entire weekend listening to Chris Cornell songs. I, the entire weekend. And I said this... 
on Thursday before we left for the weekend, and I'm going to say it again. That for this is going to sound like sacrilege to a lot of you. Okay, I think I might like not that it's better, but I think I might like Audio Slave's first record better than any one particular Soundgarden record, cover to cover. Like when I was mentioning how good that first Audio Slave record was the other day, I didn't even—I forgot my favorite song on it, which is called "What You Are." Like that record is so good. Coaches, show me how to live. Gasoline, what you are, like a stone, set it off. I mean, it's just good after good after good after good after good. I'm not sure there was another Soundgarden record that I liked that that much all the way through it. I think that might be my favorite record. Not my... I probably like Soundgarden songs more than any one particular song on that record. But cover to cover? Oh my god, that album's just relentless. It's just so good. And I was. I, I found myself this weekend like a little bummed out. Like, And I said this too. It's like... As a KISS fan, like if Paul Stanley dies tomorrow, I'll be sad. But it's like, dude, the best of what Paul Stanley could give me, he already gave me. I have Love Gun. I own it. We're good. I don't necessarily feel that that's true of Chris Cornell because of how ta- how many things he was willing to do in his artistry around other things. I feel like another really good Chris Cornell project was probably coming or had the capability of coming, and we didn't get it. And I feel like that's a little sad. It is. Millennials, everybody jumps all up and down on you, myself included. But you're doing something, and it's really smart. And millennials, you get your pat on the back from the Stansberry Show next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. 9 o'clock is New Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. New Katy Perry featuring Nicki Minaj, Swish. Swish. Can't wait to hear that. This is about J.R. Smith. You know, yeah. I well, I wonder. I I don't know. I guess I mean I, crazier things have happened. I guess you're also getting new Chris Jansen, fix me a drink, and also Papa Roach, American Dreams, and then locally Erica Dawn making her uh, second appearance on New Tour Tuesday with Whiskey Kiss Me. Apparently she's got a new record now. I thought you were going to say Whiskey D, and I was like, well, that's a problem. That might be the follow-up hit. <laughs> After she's been whiskey kissed, <laughs> then she got whiskey deed. Yeah, that might be the follow-up. Maybe that's the B-side. That might be. And we'll find out. Should make you aware of this, as I'm hearing now. Police have arrested a 23-year-old man in connection with the Manchester attack. 23 out of South Manchester. There's really not much more information, according to Reuters right now. I haven't seen his identity uh, be released as of yet. I know they're starting to, uh, Fanto made me aware of, that they're starting to release the names of some of the victims. Yeah. And so that, that stuff's starting to come out. But they have arrested somebody in connection to. And uh, I'm sure as the morning continues, more and more information will come out. You know, and treating it as a terror attack. And, and obviously, you know, I'm surprised that this guy was arrested. I, I thought for sure this would be a uh, go in there and blow yourself up. Yeah, that's a good call. Right? I mean, that's how it ends a lot. So, yeah. Um, and as far as, like, when it comes to the victims, I completely understand that they're a part of the story and they certainly have to be identified and their families need to be identified. But there's something kind of grotesque to me when people are like, here's her story and click on this website and blah, 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 blah. I mean, listen, it's a part of the news story. You have to report it. But to to overly, I don't know, exploit it, it just feels wrong to use okay. dead bodies as like, hey. Who's exploiting that? Is it is it the people who post it or the people who feed? 
Who's really exploiting that? Yes, you know what I mean. Like yes, both, both, of, the, both right? of those people are, are exploiting. It's kind of it's like chicken and egg there. And I under I understand it. I mean, at the end of the day, you're a news you're a news organization or a media organization, and you are trying to get people to click on your story, to click on Stay your on our website, sites. and 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 whether it's a bombing or a, a video or whatever it is, that's what we're doing. To deny it is to lie, and it just feels very like. I don't know. I mean, these people are important, and I'm not trying to say like the victims of, thi- of, of of should not be acknowledged. That's not what you're saying. But it just feels- we've turned acknowledgement into sensationalism. Exactly. Now. Exactly. We have done that, and I, I I'm not really sure where that line was drawn. Um, I would guess that it was in my lifetime that that has happened. But um, I'm with you. It's always like. I understand where the sentiment comes from when people say, you know what, say these names more than the attacker's name. Well, there's a reason why that doesn't happen, though. It's because people, I don't mean to say that they don't care about the victims, but you're interested in the, because you want to know, everybody wants to know the name and face of evil. Right. Because I want to be able to recognize it. I, because, and this is, of course, crazy because you're not going to, but the thought is, I'll see it next time. Yeah. And you won't. But that's why we want the name. That's why we want to see the photo of the guy. We want to see the face and the names of evil. I, I think victims in, in in situations like this, and really, I guess, in most situations, I don't want to say there's nothing exceptional about them, but like you were a person just at a concert, and God, it's awful, and tra- you know, it's a tragedy that this is what happened to you, um, but the exceptional thing was the person who bombed, was the person who shot, was the person who, they're the, they're the part of the story that is making it the story. That's one of those things that's factually correct that doesn't sound right. Right, and I, I, I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm trying to dance this line as closely as I can, but you don't remember the kids in Columbine that died, you remember the shooters. You don't remember the victims yeah. of the Boston bombing. You remember you remember the the, the 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 bomber. Part of that is also too is that there's more victims than perpetrators, right? And so like easier to remember two names versus like you know a couple hundred or whatever. And so like you know that's part of the reason too. I also heard this out of Ariana Grande's camp. Her manager says she had a show scheduled for Thursday night and she's going to cancel it. Of course. And uh, really, yeah. Yeah, dude, I can understand why you need a little bit of time after that. I, look, I'm not saying people wouldn't need some time, but I think in the face of that, don't you get up and play and kind of like and show the, you know, the, the result? Now, I understand because no, for her, it happened after she was done playing this and that, but still how the performer is going to see it is that's a collection of people that were only there because right. I happened to be performing that night. Right. Those all those people would not have been in that room had it not been for me. So she's going to make it about her and make it her fault. And that's just human. Yeah. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But I think that there, I, I don't know, man. Like there's something now. Obviously, there are going to be circumstances where like old sayings just can't be old sayings. And what I mean by that is the show must go on. But like there's, right? Like isn't there something of like you, 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 the unity and we, we will not be, you know what I mean? Our way of life will not be. You're, you're looking at Ariana Grande to be like the combatant against terrorism. It's okay to take a day after it's like, dude, this just happened. I need some time. It's not her responsibility to go out there and be the beacon of light when it comes to the evils of terrorism. No, I mean, I, I remember I'm a big Eagles of death metal fan. So when that happened in France 
and they had did the whole documentary, and those guys went back the next year. Um, I mean, they were all emotional about it. I mean, they walked into the you know to, to the other venue, and you could just see it on their faces. They were just like it, they were still living, they were still carrying it. I, I would have a hard time looking at it from my perspective if this were me as Ariana Grande. If we did a live broadcast Friday. And somebody had attacked our broadcast that way. Are we in here Monday? I, I'm having a hard time saying yes. Like, dude, yes, I would be there. Like, if I saw bodies being being dragged out, if I saw, you know, people people with their legs blown off and stuff like that, your boy might need a day to kind of, like, process that. And honestly, if I, if I were Ernie Grande, dude, this might be, like, my retirement. This might be, like, dude, I can't, I, I can't do this really? anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I don't think that's out of line. I don't think that that's, like I said, it's not. I want to go, you know what, that's a little too far, but I haven't seen that. I haven't been through it, so I don't know what I would do. It's not her responsibility to be to to, to be a, a freedom fighter. It's not. This woman in Manchester saying, you know what, I witnessed an IRA bomb when I was like 10. She's like, this is going to take years of therapy for these people to get over this. Right, and obviously I can't put these concert goers into like the same venue as like soldiers or anything like that, but if you don't think there's post-traumatic stress disorder that comes along with this, oh, God, especially yeah. as a 14 15, 16 year old girl that's going to see Ariana Grande and then all of a sudden, dude, you're in the middle of a terror attack? I, I, dude, there's definitely going to be some issues. Oh, the there. next time any one of those people is in a large group of people like that, you're, there's going to be a lot of over the shoulder looking. I um, I, I'm a little surprised, and maybe this is you know a, a, a UK thing, but there's a little bit of me that's like, I'm surprised this isn't a more frequent event when it comes to sporting events, when it comes to concerts, when it comes what makes to you say that? well, dude, I mean, you've got a bunch of people all in a in a in a. Uh, stadium or whatever that's focused on something. They're not thinking like, oh, I better keep my head on the swivel. They're thinking, hell yeah, dude, I'm going to this Browns game or I'm going to a concert. Or, I'm going to rock I on the Instagram range. this photo. Right. And you're so focused on like, dude, I've got to watch, you know, Metallica. You're not paying attention to anything else. And obviously, you know, there's security and there, there's things like that. But when you're walking out of rock on the range after Metallica, I'm surprised that that's not a more frequent, you know, it's where everybody's at. Everybody's right. right there. Thousands and thousands of people congested. Very e- even the parking lots. Very easy to. What do I want to say? Um, it's like a, a, a you know anywhere that a terror attack would happen would be ta- like we take like these things as like well that's our freedom and that's what makes America great is we are going to these things and and we have this you know this grand you know uh, and you want to talk about like the decadence of of what makes. America they, hated is like it is these over the top performances and it is these multimillionaires up on stage and that, that that's totally what it seems it's like. It's the reason why the Super Bowl is as secure as it is now. Like the, like the security at those things right. I hear is crazy because they know it's all eyes, not just American. That that's the world watching that because it's a spectacle whether you like football or not. That whole thing is a spectacle. You're right about that. And you know, and you're not thinking about it. You're just walking out after having yeah. a great time. Yeah. She probably did a great set. Next thing you know, this totally happens. But they have arrested a 23-year-old man in connection to it. As more details are surely to come out before the end of the program, we will keep you updated. Millennials, you get your pat on the back from the Stansbury Show next on Rock 106.9. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Authorities now reporting... That the 23-year-old in, uh, arrested in connection to the bombing in Manchester after the Ariana Grande show's name is Salman Abedi. So now we're off to the races. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Here we go. We, uh, I know how that name is going to land for a lot of people. 
And now we're going to be arguing about Islamophobia for three days straight. Or we'll be at each other's throats. Well, if I had a bowl of M&M's and just one of them was poison, you're not sticking your hand in there to eat the M&M's. Well, of course not, right? I mean, of course I'm not going to do that. And I get that there's some logic to that. But my, my point is, I don't know who's right, I don't know who's wrong, but I know this is going to be the conversation for three days. I don't know what bowl of people you have going on there, but I guarantee you there's a poison M&M somewhere in that bowl. No matter what bowl you got going on, like there's they're somewhere along the line, there's a poison M&M in there. And that's going to be the whole thing now for three days. Borders and all this stuff and who's right and this Good. is why Trump got elected yeah. was to deal with this and, you know. It's just it's going to be all over the news. Honestly, I think things have been a little bit too. What do I want to say? Peaceful when it comes to politics. I think things have been a little bit too. Everyone's getting along. Everyone's doing fine. Right? Yeah, there's a, right? too much unity when it comes to American politics. We need to divide things up a little bit. You know, I read a tweet like that that said, you know, because people are like, you know, don't don't start, you know, don't kick up the Islamophobia now. And this mm. woman tweeted out, you know, Good she's luck. like, you know, the children of this attack are picking human flesh out of their hair and you're going to talk to me about Islamophobia and it's like all right guys dial it down like diet like I get it but let's dial it down a little bit I, I uh it, it's going to be very interesting to see what the what the reaction is uh, but I mean I could certainly say when it comes to a mass shooting in America which happens pretty frequently I could be like you know uh, well, gun owners, you know, let's let people are picking blood out of their out of their hair, and gun owners, you know, we're talking. So, no you, matter what your right. side is, there's always going to be something that you can point to to show as evidence that you're the one that's right. I don't care what side of anything you're on. If you look hard enough, there's something that will that will reinforce you being right. That's and that's all we do anymore is just find me the thing that says I'm right. I don't know if I, who cares if they read it. <laughs> the headline says I'm right. And so I just know this now. Like, honestly, like there are days where I'll go home and I'm very interested. Like, okay, let's, let's look for things to talk about on the show tomorrow. It's going to be fun. This is a fun thing to do. What's riling everybody up? What's kind of the thing? And now for the next three days of my yeah. life, it's all going to be Islam's bad. And I'm just like, you know, honestly, I'm a little depressed. I don't want to read it all day. Obviously, I think uh, Trump being in the Middle East right now is going to continue to kind of uh, compact all of that. And, oh, and gas we- on fire yeah. pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that gas on that fire, I, I think, is probably coming sometime soon. So we'll We'll keep our eyes on that. Millennials, you guys get jumped up and down on a ton. Yeah. And by me. It's unfair. It is. I mean, honestly, you say that we're millennials now like the word hipster. Like you hear it and you're like, yep, I hate that person. It's just because of the way, because of the way it's been used. Okay. But, and I will admit that a lot of the millennial things I see are stupid. Now, some of it's just, I'm getting older, get off my lawn, right? Some of it is that, but some stuff, honestly, kids forever have been dumb. Yeah, oh, it's it, it's certainly not new, and I like how Stansberry's like, honestly, some of this millennial crap, it is just stupid, as he's sitting there with his spinner fidget thing. Or I love my is, fidget dude. spinner. Whatever the thing is. I dude. love my fidget spinner because I can watch TV now without checking my phone 300 times, and I just have to flick this thing. Yep. Like Women know what I'm talking about. That's what you do, too. And look, you can't stop doing that, and I can't stop doing this. God knows you couldn't just put the phone down. You have to have something else to play with. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's the way ADD works. Oh, okay. Jerk. Yeah. So you millennials, though, are doing something smart. And if, if I'm reading this right, you're doing it better than any generation before you. And 
why this cannot be understated is because it's actually showing your intelligence as a generation. And that's because you have seen the failures of the generations that came before you and you're learning from their mistakes versus having to go through this mistake on your own to learn it. I will, I will admit that I, my brother's seven years older than me, right? So he hit milestone birthdays well before I would. You get older, you have more perspective. Yeah. My brother used to shake me and say, learn from me. I have been an idiot in this area, this area, and this area. Don't learn the hard way. Take the shortcut to the smart point. And of course, like anybody else, I had to learn the hard way. And one of the things he was constantly on me about, and I got to give my brother credit here because he really did try to be a good older brother with this. And I just was young, thought I had the whole world figured out, and I didn't care. And that's saving my money. And I, you know, I've dated women who have like younger brothers, and I try to do that with them too. And I'm like, guys, listen to me. I know you're 16. You work 50 hours a week, you know, making burritos, and you hate it. But I'm telling you, if you save all this money, you're gonna be fine. They all just go, yeah, yeah, and then I'm buying weed with it. You know what I mean? Like that's you know, welcome to being you know, growing up or whatever. And so, but it is so important to be financially prepared for the rest of your life. And I'm hearing this now that saving for financial freedom is the number one priority for millennials. They say 63% of them say that saving a decent amount of money to enjoy their desired lifestyle is the number one priority. That millennials is you being smart and learning from the mistakes of generations that came before you my generation didn't care about this at all yeah i mean you know I, I, it's easy to say that that's the number one priority are they all putting it into practice very 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 easy to say well hey i'm trying to save money it's it's are you able to save money and i feel like that's a tough thing for a lot of people in the millennial age range to do number one based on the economy of like oh dude nobody's got any more money um stagnant wages you know when you know 25 years ago 30 years ago if you're making 35 grand a year you could save money out of that. If you're making 35 grand a year now, you're living paycheck to paycheck. They say this age group, 18 to 34, which is the millennials right now, is saving more money than any other generation on average. Wow. Millennials save 19% of their annual paychecks compared to with 14% for baby boomers and Gen Xers, which is where I am. I'm a Gen Xer. More than a third, 36% fantones of millennials say they save more than 20% of their paychecks each year. I, I don't buy it. I can't, dude. Who out there has 20% of your paycheck? If you're saying 2% of your gross take-home earnings you're saving and putting towards you know, your 401k okay. or your retirement fund, but 20%, $20 out of every 100 you earn, you're saving? I don't buy that. I don't. Right, l- let me tell you why I think it might be possible. Is that I believe it was just last week on the program we uh, we talked about that more millennials are living at home than people my age did when we were that age. Okay, and so maybe that's how they're saving some of it. Yeah, I mean that definitely helps. What I think you might be seeing there is parents of eighteen to thirty four year olds, my, you know what I mean, my age, a little older probably now are raising kids and realizing, you know, I did a terrible job of this. So let me help fix it with my kid right. and not push them out. 18, are you owe me the rent? And then like, you know what I mean? And wrapping their arms around it going, you know what? Before we, let's not have you move out and move back in six times. Let's make sure you're ready the first time. Yeah. And you know, I think we've talked in the past probably six months, um, uh, less millennials buying houses. So that yeah. obviously is, is going to help there. And uh, I think millennials are, 
and I saw this, I think it was over the weekend or late last week, um, women, the average age of them giving birth has skyrocketed in the sense of, I think most women now, it's 28, 29, 30 years old, where, you know, 40 years ago, it was 18, 19, 20 years old. Right. So that, I think, makes a big difference of sure. how much you're going to be able to save in your 20s. Yeah, that's going to help you, too. They say here the things that millennials will spend their money on when they're not saving it is travel. They like experience. They're if they're going to lose the money, they don't care about brand clothes or, or um, those kind of things as much as previous generations did. Everybody cares when you're young. It, it, you have to have cool clothes when you're young, otherwise you just feel like you're like the class idiot. So they still you know care a little bit, but not as much as my generation did. And they said that they care more about life experience. And again, I will say that this is the millennials being smart. I have often said more travel, dude. If I could do anything, it would travel. It would be travel more, take more trips, see more of the world. I've talked about it, you know, a million times on the program. Where I think there are like four cities in America that it's almost like honestly egregious if you haven't been to. New York being one of them, Los Angeles being one of them. It's just kind of the way. It's just I don't know. You should see things. You should move around a little bit more. Millennials seem to have a better grip on that. But apparently, dude, they're saving more money than any other generation before them. And I, as a guy who jumps up and down on the millennials every chance he gets, when something, when you're doing something right, then I got to be fair to you and I got to tell you that you're doing it right. Millennials, you're doing a bang up job saving your cash. More LeBron headed your way next. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Coming up at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. New Katy Perry, new Chris Jansen, new Papa Roach, and locally, Erica Dawn makes her second appearance on New Tour Tuesday. She uh, sent us a song called Whiskey Kiss Me. I just, <laughs> Whiskey Kiss Me, to me, I just feel like kissing my girlfriend after she's been drinking whiskey. Is- oh, come on. That moment, all right, maybe not your girlfriend, but that moment in a bar where, like, you're... <laughs> We are we are meeting like a new stranger, right? Right. And then next thing you know, you just make out at the bar because, well, you've had enough liquor to think that's a good idea. And like, right? And then there's right the taste of alcohol on somebody's breath isn't the worst. And I, I guess there's a little bit too. Maybe that's um, the only time I'm making out with people is when we're both like hammered. If it was like. I don't know, like wine or beer, maybe that's something. But a chick that's just sitting there chugging whiskey at the bar, I'm a little bit like, I don't know, dude. You might be too much for me to handle. Oh, not me at all. A chick just sitting there drinking whiskey at the bar alone? Dude, that's a ball hit over the fence. Just stick your mid out. <laughs> You're good. That's a home run. Yeah, no, I like those. I'm bummed out, man. Why's that? Dude, I just went out to my car to get my cell phone charger because I'm yeah. actually going to have to spend some time here after the show's over. Like, there's certain days we can just, like, run out of here. We were gone the last couple of, like, work days, so I have to put some, like, hours into the office afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'm not complaining or whatever, but I needed my cell phone charger. And I went out there, and I just saw, like, that, that huge dent in my door. Somebody put a scratch in my door. I, dude, I just bought this car. You yeah. don't want that. No, you don't. And so, dude, I just saw it, and it just, I don't know, it just kind of bummed me out. Yeah, it sucks, dude. I mean, if it was your old car, dude, I'd go out there and kick it. No, right I would have kicked it. I would have been like, oh, dude, you didn't do a good enough job. Let's get the tomahawk over here, smash it. Yeah, but the new car, dude, it's definitely a yeah, problem. Yeah, just a kick in the beast. Good news is, is you know who to take it to. Yeah, that's right. North Canton Collision. Those guys are uh, big fans of the program. A little ding there, and uh, you know they listen, and uh, you know they uh, 
They like me over there, so yeah, maybe. I, I, that's my plan, is that tomorrow's supposed to be a little rainy, Yeah, and so uh, obviously I'm not going to be golfing tomorrow either, so after the program's over, when I can get out of here a little earlier, I'm going to just swing by there and be like, hey man, what's uh, what's up with this? You know, what, well, you know, what am I looking at over here? Speaking of the golf swing, how'd it go this weekend? I'm sure you were out there a couple times, right? Uh, a couple of times, did not play as much as you would have thought, being off for four days straight there. Um, I, I didn't play at all Saturday. I did play a little bit yesterday, and uh, I was, um, I, I'm happy with how I played yesterday. There you go. Yeah, I'm... Um, I feel like I'm coming up to the next plateau where you b- burst through that, and then it's like, oh, man, look what's happening now. Hey, this was the summer of Stansberry goal here, where yeah. if you didn't hit a certain, I don't know if it was a stroke or a, stroke golf, golf, a golf goal that yeah. you had. You October were 31st, up. Halloween. If I don't, if I don't, yeah. You're gonna hang up. You're gonna hang up the cleats there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I was gonna. Say. I, I don't. I don't know if I could do it. You know, it's like saying, you know, I'm probably not gonna, you know, masturbate or I'm probably not gonna smoke this weed. It's like this is the way it goes. It's like everybody always sets these things. Sounds good like, coming out of your mouth. I'm not. Jeez. 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 All right, geez. just leave that one there. Yeah, we'll just, you know, let's move forward. LeBron James and company back in action tonight, Game Four, and um, you know Isaiah Thomas still out. He's out for the rest of the playoffs. And they lost the other night, and the world's freaking out. And, you know, now the LeBron haters are all on him. This is, you know, you're not as good as Michael. Michael never had this, except for against the Phoenix Suns when it did happen. Um, So, you know, that's revisionist history. I don't care about that. I personally think that this was, not that he tried to lose, but I don't care that he, I, I think he doesn't care that he did. Meaning that everybody was like hoping sweep, 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 historic thing. Next thing you know, here comes, you know, the title where he's now building in that people counting him out. Because what had happened was, is all year everybody said, oh my God, look how good the Warriors are. They're going to just, they're going to cruise through the Cavs. And then the Cavs started to like dominate in like the second series and now this, the first two games of this series and all the national media changed. Oh, LeBron's turning into LeBron. He's turning into LeBron. Oh, I don't know. Maybe the Cavs win now. And he doesn't like that. LeBron doesn't seem to really enjoy operating from a place of everybody thinking he is the guy who's going to walk in, just get it done, and win. He likes a little adversity. Well, I mean, the story of the underdog winning is always going to be better, and when he can put himself in that underdog role, I mean... Going to take that role on and do it. And I think this is all this was, is that he, I I, I think what happened in game three was Kevin Love started hot. I mean, the boy could not miss. So LeBron's sitting there going, well, just give Kevin Love the basketball. I mean, dude, if you're just going to score, then just keep giving him the ball. Which was kind of frustrating to see in the fourth quarter. I don't know why Ty Lue decided to stop featuring Kevin Love so much when the guy was on fire throughout, throughout, you know, the game. Oh, take it easy on Ty Lue. That guy's got the hardest job in sports. A little bit of a head scratcher on on Sunday. Yeah, I thought that was a little little weird. Yeah, that is a little weird. But I mean, he and Kyrie both started so hot that LeBron just started kind of like, all right, well, if my guy's got it, my guy's got it. And, uh, you know, they blew that huge lead. I, I don't think it's indicative of the Cavs being in trouble. I really don't. I think it's just he doesn't care right now. Well, and, uh, I, think it's, I think it's crazy to say that it's not concerning. I mean, obviously, and I think, I think the reason it is concerning, um, throughout the season and throughout really the first round of the playoffs, a little bit in the second, is there was no lead that was safe for the Cavaliers. And by that, I mean, dude, you could go up 45 points on a team, and then all of a sudden they'd fight their way back into it and when you're playing the Pacers okay whatever you're still the far more talented team you're going to be able to overcome that when you're playing the Celtics yeah okay so they win a game but uh, but you're still a good enough team to overcome it the concern is is that when you face the Warriors 
you can't over just overcome that on talent alone. Not in the fourth and quarter. Boy, no. boy, you'd like to be like, well, dude, you've got a 21-point lead on any team. You're going to be able to take it. The Cavaliers have shown it doesn't matter who the team is. They can come back, and you start to run the Warriors through that filter, and it's like, dude, there is no safe lead. There is no, you know, no coast mode when it comes to playing a team like that because they can go on tears. Now, basketball at its heart is a streaky game. I mean, you score 10 points, your opponent scores two. Then they score eight points, and you score four. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it runs like that. There like, are runs, right. Right. That's how it goes. But you can't depend on your talent alone just to get you out of those runs when you're going to end up playing a team as good as the Golden State Warriors. So I think that's where the concern comes in. It just reinforces the belief that no matter what they do for that first three quarters, it doesn't matter because any team can come back on them if they're not putting the effort forth. The beginning, the first two series, and even the first two games of this this series, LeBron had me starting to go, oh man, I have said the Warriors are going to win. Right. Look at me being an right. idiot. How do you vote against LeBron James? Because he just had been so dominant. And I, I don't think nothing, It game three wasn't enough to knock me off that. No, it shouldn't be. I mean, you look at what happened, you know, in those first rounds of the playoffs, even going back to last year in the finals. I mean, if you can't look at that, appreciate that and respect that, that's on you. That's not on the that's not on the athlete not performing high enough or anything like that. And honestly, I I, I wholeheartedly believe that, you know, Cavs will win this in five. They'll win tonight. Um, But regardless what happens in the finals, if you can't sit back and like appreciate what we're witnessing right now, what we've been watching this entire season. I mean, these are the glory years of, of of the Cavaliers. Like when 20 years from now, when it's all said and done and, and, and LeBron's hung them up and Kyrie's hung them up and all that. And we look back on this, this will be the greatest run as a team that we've had in Northeast Ohio oh, agreed. in the past 60 years. Agreed. So I, why can't people appreciate that? Is this, is this, is this team more talented than the Harper price Doherty is it more talented than I know? It's more accomplished. Are they more talented? Yes. I mean, at the end of the day, Kyrie Irving's a better point guard than Mark Price. LeBron James is on the Cavaliers right now. I don't understand how you could. And, yeah, nobody on that yeah. team is better than LeBron. I mean, and that team never made the finals. So, like, yeah, I, I mean, more accomplished, and I think by any stretch, that means more talented. More often than not, it would. More often than not, it probably would. I personally think they're going to be fine, and I, I think LeBron comes out and has a statement game because everybody's yeah. now all over, oh my God, he's not as good as Michael. They're going to lose to the Warriors, this whole thing. He's going to come out, put up 50, and everybody's going to have to walk back every bad thing they've said about him for the last two days. I mean, you guys forget, it was a week ago, the guy's spinning the ball in his hand before making jumpers. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on, one bad game and you guys are jumping off the bandwagon? I don't, I mean, I just, I'm not sure. I, I'm not ready to count LeBron out just yet. Somebody just sent me something, and it was all Jordan shortcomings in Eastern Conference Finals okay. and NBA Finals. Okay. I mean, just a slew of them. Game one in the Knicks, uh, he scored two points in a quarter. Um, just a, it's a, I guess, and the point is here is that even the greatest of all time, I believe, one game he didn't score until the fourth quarter. Even 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 the best players in the world are going to have off days. It just happens. Yeah, happens. I'm the best at this. Yeah. There are days where it's not great. Today, one of those days. <laughs> Yesterday. A <laughs> couple of them last week. A few of them last month. New Turd Tuesday starts next on Rock 106. Turd or not. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. About to start New Turd Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. If you're new to the program, we play songs, then judge them. We bar no musical format here. 
And we normally start with like a pop top 40 type thing, then move into the country and then get into the rock lane. And then uh, we also tried to play a local for you when we can, if you're in a local band, singer, songwriter, rapper even. Send me your stuff, Stansbury, WRQK.com. Include a short little bio on the band. And make sure their track is radio edited. But Stansbury at WRQK.com is where you can send that to be featured on New Tour Tuesday. Erica Dawn has done so. Her song, Whiskey Kiss Me, will be how we end the program a little later. But we're going to start this week's episode with Katy Perry featuring Nicki Minaj, Swish Swish. They know what is what, but they don't know what is what. They just strut. What the f- A tiger Don't lose no sleep When's the last time Katy Perry had a hit? What's the last Katy Perry smash record? I had a tiger I got me What was that song called? Roar 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 is the last one I can think of I was working at a top 40 station at that point I don't know, four years ago Um, uh, what about that? I mean, dude, you're approaching five years without a hit in that world. What about, um, Dark Horse? Was that before or after? I can't remember that. I can't remember, but that Dark Horse was a huge record. We're talking three or four years, I believe. I mean, mean, in in the pop world, that just seems like forever. Yeah, I mean, much like country music, songs are very fickle. Like, it comes, it goes, it's around for two months, and then you don't have to play it ever again. So, yeah, I mean, to go that long without having a a real certified With something that doesn't stick, yeah, I mean, it just seems like a very long time for her. What? But they don't know what is what. They I just start the song struck. like this. What, what, what is? What was that? Why would you start the song like? <sighs> is that? it going to be something that's in the chorus? Like maybe uh, that's what they're doing is introducing it. But yeah, no, that that seemed odd to me too. What the? F- a tiger. Don't lose no sleep. Don't need opinions from a shellfish or a sheep. That's such a fat girl meme. Oh, a tiger doesn't concern herself with the opinions of sheeps. Like, shut no, up. No, but you're Katie a fat Perry. girl that's uh, that's uh, <laughs> focused a little too hard on what the other people are saying about you, though, that you're putting things up on Instagram about it. Don't you come for me. You know, I saw one of those the other day. I actually had to stop a girl I know. And I said, I just hit her up. I said, you're too cool to do this. Stop it. And I was like, I know you personally. You're a cool chick. Stop being one of these douches. And she was like, you know, somebody told her to be weary of the storm and that she whispered back, Uh, I am the storm. uh, No, you're not. No human being is the storm. The storm's going to take out the human being. And I told her, I was like, you're too cool for this. Stop doing this. This screams some dude just banged my best friend. Don't do that. Katy Perry. You know, she cut her hair off and she's not as hot now. Oh, dude, doesn't matter to me at all, dude. Katy really? Perry's still smoke show. I oh, mean, dude, don't get me wrong. She still totally gets it. But at the end of the day, I for me, no better looking Katy Perry than with that long jet black hair. Oh, God, was she hot, man. Definitely one of those songs that you feel like you've already heard it. And this is the first time I've heard it.
Is this... I know there's beef right now between her and Taylor Swift, which sounds a lot like Swish. So am I reading too much into that Swish, Swish, Bish, which, by the way, is bitch for people who aren't yeah. up on your like hip-hop culture? Why not just say bitch? Right. Uh, you know, I... Am I reading too much into that? No, I don't, I don't think so at all. I mean, what else are you writing songs about, right? I mean, Taylor Swift had that, um, oh, you liked it a lot, Bad Blood. Um, that Bad Blood song was all yeah. about Katy Perry. And I guess what happened there is Katy Perry took a backup dancer from Taylor Swift. Like, the backup dancer used to be a backup dancer for oh, Taylor God. Swift, and now she's doing Katy Perry's tour. And it's not even about, about dudes. Right. It's not even about no. some dude you bang. It's about somebody that nobody pays attention to. Oh God. Swish, swish, bish. Another one in the basket. You haven't had a hit in four years. You've missed the basket a couple times, yeah, Katy Perry. Yeah, you've. It's it, this song. Honestly, if you're if we're gonna tell it historically, like factually correct, it's it's brick big. It's brick brick <laughs> bitch. That's what it is. You dude, you've done nothing but build brick houses. And I like Katy. I like Katie's boobs. I think it's probably what I really like. Um, for a pop chick, she makes good music. No, she Dark does, Horse was great. Part. Honestly, be, you know me. I love all like this, the, the, this, this female music. Like, dude, Firework. Good I, song. Oh my God, Firework was a smash. Wide Awake was a big song. Yeah, big song. Um, she's had dude. Last she, Friday Night was a big song. She had a ton of big. Songs. Yeah, she's had a ton of big hits. I yeah, I love Katy Perry. Oh my God! Did she just say you're about as cute as an old coupon expired? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, so. Taylor Swift's gonna r- destroy you. Like she's going to destroy. Like this isn't good. If that's what this is, which is like a diss track. Oh my God! <laughs> if, if, if this is Biggie, Tupac, Katy Perry v Taylor Swift, I think Swift probably gets the the, the end of this. Right? Probably. Feels like it. That doesn't sound good. So did she. That's totally what this is. Have you ever prayed for Nicki Minaj this much in your life? Jeez. I mean, I'm like waiting. But they don't know what is what. Get a prank. Young money. My life is a movie, I'm never offset. Me and my amigos, no, not offset. Swish, swish, all, I got them upset. But my shooters, I make them dance like upset. Swish, swish, all, my haters is upset. Cause I make them, they get much less. Don't be trying to double back, I already despise you. Wow. All that fake love you've shown couldn't even disguise you. Hey, Katy Perry yeah. featuring Nicki Minaj. Nikki getting tan, mirror, mirror, who's the fairest, but then all the land. Damn, man, this bitch is a fan. The generous queen that kiss a fan. Ask a bop, I'ma be riding by. I'ma tell my big Z, that's the guy. A star's a star, the heart, the heart. They never Oh, her first verse was better. Get my pimp cup, this is pimp shoe, baby. I only rock with queen, so I'm making hits with Katie. I, uh... I don't know about that one. I, 
I, I like how I like how uh, she backed the wrong horse here. It's it, it, whether the it's dark a, one, whether it's our company or whether it's it, it, whoever's doing these edits. I like how Bish is like, okay, yeah, we'll play it. And then when Nicki Minaj says says bitch, which you are totally allowed to say on the radio, it's like, nope, can't say it. You know, somebody a- edited out. Somebody asked me about this the other day. Like, why are all these songs being edited that weren't edited once before? <sighs> Without going too far into it, it's because companies own radio stations now, and yeah. they're looking to be able to play the certain songs across multiple forms of radio stations. There are things where a rock audience won't complain about that a top 40 yeah. adult CHR audience will. The word bitch in particular so, is definitely that one of those lines. going to be a hot button issue for some people. So what they do is kind of just get the one version, that way nobody accidentally plays the wrong one. Yeah, I mean, it's 2017, and yes, we all have to play those cards now. At the end of the day, whether you're a rock station, a top 40 station, you are a representative of your company. You can eye roll us all you want about it, but it's your wife who's writing the email being mad about it. Shout out to Nicki Minaj. Um, For? Did you see on Twitter she... um, Oh, yeah, yeah, the graduate kids, right? Yeah, one night she was just like, hey... Um, if you tweet me a picture and you're in college right now and you tweet me a picture of you getting straight A's, I'll pay your tuition this month. And like, that's awesome. Like, that's it, huge. It, it, that, that is. I mean, you know, that, that's a really cool thing to do. That's using celebrity the right way. No, I'm not buying your kid back to school <laughs> supplies. You can go to hell with it. Katy Perry doesn't have a great voice. Um, but she has a hot voice. Yeah, and in pop music, you can hide that. You can hide not great voices. And another one. And another brick. I gotta be honest, yeah. it's not great. It's just not very good. Oh my god, if that's the yeah, I feel like Taylor Swift is gonna totally get the best end of that. Phantom, give me the vote there. It's a turd. Um, there were parts of it that I thought were okay and kind of was bobbing my head. I almost gave it half a turd, but like focus on making hit records. I understand you're pissed off and there's a you know, oh, you've got a rivalry going on, but if you're going to make a single, focus on making hit records. Put this song on the on the album, fine. But hide but, it. Right. Put it at track eleven, nobody ever hears it. Album cut it. I'm totally with you. That's Katie. Perry new uh, featuring Nicki Minaj swish swish I vote turd as well it's a turd yeah the first uh, Nicki Minaj verse was the only redeemable thing about that song for me and I didn't even think that was all that good we have the new Chris Jansen fix a drink next on Rock 106.9 he said it was a hip track we listen to new songs and decide if well it's a turd or not new turd Tuesday Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show in the middle of New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. We already played you the new Katy Perry featuring Nicki Minaj, Swish Swish. Seemed like a diss track to uh, Taylor Swift. We Neither one of us liked it, but uh-uh, good. Uh-uh. Somebody Maybe. tweeted in and said, oh, dude, that's the worst song you guys have ever played on New Tour Tuesday. I don't know about that. We've played some crappy songs on here before. Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> As we got new Chris Jansen. Is that what the song is called? Hold no, my beer? No, no, no. no. Yeah, it could have been though, right? Okay. Could have been hold my beer for sure. No, no, no. Uh, Chris Jansen uh, made famous by the song "Buy uh, Buy Me a Boat." That's a big song. That was a pretty big record. That was last summer. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a pretty big record. He's got a new song out called "Fix a Drink." Let's take a listen to that. Uh, 
This guy once wrote a song about corn. The song was called Corn. Oh, not the band, not Jonathan no. Davis and Friends. No, 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 no. no. Than hell outside right now. It's a hundred in the shade with the sun beating down. Forecast calling for some more of the same. Well, I can't fix that, but I can fix a drink. Oh, it's buy me a boat about drinks. Turn on Fox News and then CNN, but it's the same dang thing all over again. The world's in the why does he think that country music or fans are turning on CNN? That's your big mistake right there, bro. You should have just stuck with turn on C- or Fox News. <laughs> Stick with that. Fair enough. CNN, but it's the same dang thing all over again. The world's in the toilet and the market's in the tank. Well, I can't fix that. No, but I can fix a drink. Why, is this guy not a Trump supporter? Does he hate America? Does he not think I, that President Trump is going to be able to to bring turn the country around, make America great again? I'm not sure. Chris not Jansen, sure. dude, he's a real terrorist. He's trying to right make there. drinks great again. Apparently. That's what he's doing. It's in the tank, well, I can't fix Maga, that. baby. No, Trump's got it. Fix a drink, pour it on ice, mix it on up and get you feeling right. I can get you buzzed, I can get you smiling, I can make you feel like you're sitting on an island. I can make you fruity, or I can make you strong. You made it fruity, all right. Just let me give you a little, as everybody's gearing up for Memorial Day weekend, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. As you're out at your neighbor's barbecue, let me tell you a phrase to avoid. Don't, whatever you do, just don't be telling the neighbor's wife, put it to your lips. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm just telling you right now, that's a fast way to get punched out at the cookout. Got a broken phone and a broken heart. The boss is on your back and your truck won't start. None of your friends wanna listen to Hank. Well, I can't fix that. No, but I can fix a drink. Pour it on ice, mix it on up, and get you feeling right. I can get you buzzed. I can get you smiling. Buy me a boat was better. I can't believe I'm saying that. I like how he says your friends don't want to listen to Hank. Well, yeah, of course they don't because they're listening to you. I don't see too much of an overlap when it comes to like... No, your friends don't want to listen to Hank because they're 19. They've never heard of him. Um, In this song, it feels to me like... And I, I, I'm not against produced songs, but like it is so overtly produced. I don't know what's going on with you, but if you got some cheap whiskey and some Mountain Dew... Jesus. Malibu, Cuervo, Coke, and a cup. Brother, I can hook you up. I Malibu, Cuervo, and Coke, and a cup? Ugh. That sounds awful. He almost sounds like he's going to, like, like this is a punchline song. Like, the way he, like, like his cadence, like, the way it builds up, it's almost like he's going to, like, and I guess maybe the joke is the song. You know, it, it's, again. You'd water down a drink, but this is like watered down Kenny Chesney. Yeah. Nobody yeah. in that format does the let's get day drunk better than Kenny. Kenny has written the let's get day drunk song. Un- well, I don't know if he's written it, but he has recorded the right. let's get day drunk song 10 million times. Bar at the end of the world, Florabama. I mean, he's just, he's very good at it. And this is falling short of what Kenny would have done with this record. It does sound like a cheap copy of a Kenny Chesney song. It's a very exactly cheap copy of a Kenny Chesney song. And yet sounds like it's being sung by Blake Shelton, which maybe is why yeah. I'm not loving it. But it sounds very Blake Shelton-ish to me. Agreed. Yeah, I can fix 
You don't have to fix. I thought it was. I, I thought it was the. I thought it was the Yeti full of uh, full of silver bullets. You don't have to fix the silver bullet. You just pull the top on it. Uh, I mean, uh, Phantom, give me the vote there on the new Chris Jansen. Uh, fix the drink. I'm gonna go with that. Uh, it's half a turn. And the reason I say that is definitely not my uh, cup of tea there. But dude, that is going to be played heavily at uh, country music radio stations, and I would assume country music bars and stuff like that. That's going to be a summertime hit for sure. I will agree that I think it's going to be a big hit, but I thought it was an abysmal, honestly, offering. I'm gonna vote turd. It's a turd. Yeah, that song. Honestly, it just made me go. You know what? This isn't good. Somebody get me. Somebody point me to Kenny Chesney. That's the the, the, the whole thing I thought during that whole song. You're getting the new Papa Roach plus Erica Dawn next on the Stansbury Show. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Nearing the end of New Turd Tuesday, we already played you the new Katy Perry featuring Nicki Minaj. Swish, swish. We both voted turd on that. Stiff, stiff. Ugh. Terrible. Yeah, indeed. Brick, brick is what I called it. Stiff, stiff works too. Chris Jansen, fix a drink. We were split on that. Phantom voted half a turd. I voted turd. Now, that wasn't on the quality of the song. That was me recognizing that's going to be a big old hit, dude. It's probably going to be yeah. a, a, a sizable hit for the country music, but honestly, dude, that song was really bad. It was. Like, fix a drink by Chris Jansen was really, really bad. That was bad. We have new Papa Roach for you. The song's called American Dreams. Let's take a listen to that. Do you they performed think, at Rock on the Range. Yeah, they did. Do you think it's about how much he hates his stepdad? It I might be. It is. I think that's what all the tattoos were about. Pretty good open. The, the thing about Papa Roach is, dude, they don't try to overthink. They don't try to recreate the wheel. They just stay in their lane. A soldier bleeds and a soldier dies. Have you ever thought the war was a sickness? I'm a son of it. Love from it. Casualty of my family because of it. We dare to dream or live to die. Reunited by the truth at the right time. Something's wrong here, or so it seems. Cause I'm not sleeping in American dreams. American lies. We're trying to see through the smoke and Yeah, that's not overthinking anything. That's just doing it. Just giving you a Papa Roach fastball. Here's the thing about them. When their songs are good, they get me. Yeah. Like, Getting Away With Murder was a song I loved. Another song that was not that big of a hit for them, but was released as a single that I really liked, and I thought it should have been bigger than it was, was She Loves Me Not. I loved that song. Getting away with murder, I really like. Scars was a great song. Um, Lifeline wasn't bad. I, uh, you know, uh, that last one, uh, I think I need help song was. I didn't love it. Yeah, but it was. But a, it was. Yeah. But it was Papa Roach. I mean, they just do what they do. They don't try to like get all, you know, artist driven and like we're going to explore ourselves on this record. No, we're going to try to make money this record. I'll say about this this song and maybe like the last couple of songs. Maybe they're working with a different producer or something. But his voice. I don't want to say it sounds younger than it has, but it sounds like rejuvenated. It to me almost sounded a little good Charlotte-ish. Okay. Yeah, younger. Pubier. There's a blood stain, another family that's struggling to keep sane. Cause the neighborhood ain't a safe place. Got us all 
sticking with that. I'm angry at the world. I'm angry at my dad. You know, you got to give it up to him, man. A lot of bands can't keep that anger up. You start making a ton of money. You have nice cars. You put your mom in a nice house. Everybody's driving a $100,000 car. It's like, it's hard to find the anger, and he can still summon it. Makes me want to go get a tribal tattoo. Energy drink. Oh, yeah, dude. Sun's out, guns out. Oh, yeah, dude. Just mustard stain on the white beater. <laughs> yeah, it does. Crank up Trailer Park Boys. Oh, yeah, dude. It's not bad, though. It's not. All right, somebody just hit me up with the It's Too Produced thing, all right? And we do this every week. Guys, I want you to understand that as music goes on, it's actually getting less produced than it was in the beginning. I'll I'll prove my point to you. Go back to the 60s. Do you have any idea what the 60s would have sounded like without Phil Spector? It would have all been terrible. He produced all that stuff. Like, I just watched a very good documentary on the Beach Boys the other day on Pet Sounds. Mm -hmm. That record's considered to be that good because of how Brian Wilson produced it. Arguably, I mean, a lot of people say the greatest record of all time. Of all time. And and it would be on my short list. I don't know if it's the greatest record in my opinion, but it would be on my short list, Pet Sounds would. And that was because Brian Wilson produced the living... He stopped going on the road with the Beach Boys to stay home to produce that record. Quit arguing about producers. Things are getting less produced as we go on, not more. It's, that argument drives me absolutely crazy. Take Jimmy Iovine away from Tom Petty. What's that sound like? Tom Petty, like, go look at, I'm the biggest Tom Petty fan you'll find. His first record's amazing. I love it. But the third one, Damn the Torpedoes, when Jimmy Iovine comes into the studio, now all of a sudden, hit parade. Hit parade. Quit arguing for this because you're asking for stuff to be less good. It's crazy. Is that the end of the Papa Roach? That was the end of the Papa Roach. Oh, look at me, waiting until the end Just, of the Papa Roach. He'll take care of the screaming. Jacoby, you sit down for a minute. Stansberry will I got the anger. From where does he summon it? Fanto, <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me the vote on the new Papa Roach. Not a turd. Yay. I had very low expectations on Papa Roach right there, and maybe that's why I think that was uh, a little bit over the bar, but it sounded like a hit record to me in the rock radio, so I'm going to say not a turd. We, in, uh, once again, are in unison. I vote. Not a turd. Yeah, not Yay. a turd on the new Papa Roach. I feel like that one's actually really good. There. That's, uh, that's American Dreams there. We have the new Erica Dawn, do we not? Mm-hmm. Erica Dawn, a local artist here, local country artist, has sent me another track. It's called Whiskey Kiss Me. Thought it was going to be Whiskey Demi. Maybe that's the uncensored version. I think it's the B-side. I think right. Outlaw Country. She walks into a favorite boss. It's another boss to corner of her eyes. She spots somebody brand new. Jim had a bad day, Jack can't walk straight, Jose almost missed his flat 
the new guy, fire burning in her eyes. Easy to see, she's got one thing on her mind. Boy, Eric Dawn really has the I'm drunk at the bar and about to make out with some dude thing down, doesn't she? You ever seen her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she's got the look down, too. Like, dude, yeah, you're about to make out with a stranger real soon. I can show you what it feels like when I want to treat you. I'll give Erica Dawn this. Right now, country's the biggest music on, on the face of the planet. Has been so for about 15 years. Yeah. And it's so posh now for all like these little like Nashville girls to be making all like these, I don't know, poppy, like I'm a girl, look at that boy in the truck kind of song. Like she does keep it a little bit more. She doesn't necessarily go down that Jana Kramer hole. That, 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 you know, that girl in a country song hole, like that, 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 you know, was it Ray Lynn or whatever? Like she doesn't, sure. yeah, whatever sure, their whatever. names are. She doesn't really go down that hole. I can show you what it feels like when I want to treat you right. I won't stay forever. I just need one night. You don't have to overthink it. Just take a shot with me. Just shut up and whisker, kiss me. Um, I would assume a big part of the reason why she doesn't go in that hole is because she still is an artist. She doesn't have, you know, Nashville telling her, no, make this hit record. I know you're still on tour, but we better get the second record out right now. We got to capitalize. Right, You're right. That is why. Forever, she just needs that one night. I like that. Is this I? This sounds very different from the last thing she said. She's there's something going on with her voice. I'm not saying it's bad, but there is something different in this song than what I've heard from her. A little throatier, it sounds like. Maybe she. I mean, it's going a little raw, you know. I'm not. I'm not touching that. Okay. One Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. It's produced well. Yeah, that, that's that's going down the right path right there. Producers suck! They've literally made every song you've ever heard better, but whatever. Speaking of producers, you know what? Let's go all the way back to Motown. Take Barry Gordy out of Motown. You're, you're right. Producers have been the worst. The, the entire goddamn Motown scene was done by one guy named Barry Gordy. Those artists would have been nothing without Barry Gordy. But whatever. You have Twitter and have it all figured out. Producers are the end of the world. Music's being less produced now than ever before. Whatever. I want, I want Diana Ross without Barry Gordy. I bet that would have sounded good. 
got me wanting to drink whiskey with her, dude. Right? And then that, like, kind of the point. Kiss me. Yeah, there you go. There's new Erica Dawn, local artist there. Whiskey Kiss Me. Phantom, give me the vote there. Not a turd. Yay. Obviously, we run things through a little bit different of a filter when it's the local artist. That was For sure. That was produced really well. It sounded professionally done. Um, I feel like it was exactly what her audience wants. wants you know right. what I mean? And that is a big part of being a successful, successful artist right. is giving them what they want. I say it all the time. This isn't our show. We just host it for you. It's your show. So we try to do what you're going to enjoy. I, uh, I, 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 um, I feel like, and I've said this to her personally before through like email exchanges we've had, that I think she's very, very capable of making a song that's going to be really big. I'm not sure she's done it as of yet. I'm going to vote half. <laughs> it's half a turn. On Whiskey Kiss Me. I did like it, but I am going to vote half. And I, I think, honestly, one day her name will be one of the names in country. I think she does have that song in her. I'm just not sure it's come out as of yet. Aside from that, we are done for the day. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon. See you.